head, heart, hands, health. Those are the four H's in 4H. That's what they stand for. I'm not sure if you knew that. Maybe you did. I certainly didn't. And I needed to look them up before this interview. Thanks for listening to 15 Minutes with Fuzz. I'm your host, Fuzz Martin. And on this show, we explore all of the fun and positive things happening around Washington County, Wisconsin. We're super local. I really want to highlight the things that we're not seeing every day on social media that some people may have misconceptions about or that we might all take for granted now and then. I created this show partly to level set myself. I've been looking at all the negative things that go on on Facebook groups or even just in the community right now with everything going on. And I wanted to have something of a palate cleanser for me and hopefully for you as well. So that's what 15 Minutes with Fuzz is all about. On this week's show, we talk about an organization that does a lot of good for this community's youth, but you might not think of them all the time. I'm sure you've heard of them. It's Washington County 4-H. And I'm joined this week by Cassie and Jennifer Jerish, and they help me learn a few things, and I'm sure you'll learn a few things too. All right, I have to ask my first question that I've been dying to ask because I've always thought this, right? So, Cassie, do you have to own animals to be in 4-H? No, uh, we have over 80 projects in 4-H, and over half of them are not even related to uh, animals at all. If you are interested in animals, but you're not able to have them of your own, you can have, you can do things where you can use someone else's animal, and you can still show it at our fair. Cool. Very good. And it was at the Washington County Fair. Did you show animals at the Washington County Fair this year? Uh, Not this year. We actually have three goats at home that we love showing, but we went on a family trip in early June, so we weren't able to show them this year. But next year, we're definitely going to. It's a lot of work to get animals ready for a show, isn't it? Oh, yes. Our goats are naughty a lot of times, (laughs) so it's an extra little piece of work there. Very good. And they eat a lot of stuff, don't they? Partially. Some goats are super picky, and then some goats are not. So it's kind of interesting. Jen, I, did you say your goats eat Christmas trees? Is that what I heard once? Yeah, so you have to be careful to not have them be treated. But, yeah, they love Christmas trees. It's like a little treat. Oh, man. Um, delicious, delicious Christmas trees. <laughs> uh, Cassie, how old are you now? I'm going to be 14 in a month. And w- when did you get started in 4-H? I started when I was in kindergarten, though anyone who's willing to join 4-H can start at any time. Um, It's for people in kindergarten up to their college year, the first year that they start college. Jen, did you, were you in 4-H when you were younger or... Yeah, I wasn't, uh, but my mom was, and she had a sheep, and um, she just always talked about 4-H, and so I grew up in the city outside of Chicago, and I just knew when I had kids it would be something I'd want them to be involved in. And it's grown to be just an amazing experience for them. Cassie, what kind of things do you do at Forge? You're talking about service projects and such. Let's talk about those. So there's a bunch of different things that you can do in 4-H. Kind of the main thing that people think of when they think of 4-H is the projects that we get to do. So there's a lot of different kind of projects in 4-H. There's a whole 
wide variety. But then other than that, there's a lot of leadership experiences. So in each of our clubs, you have a chance to be an officer, like a treasurer or secretary or president, and you get to learn how to do certain things. Like when you treasure, you get to learn how to deal with money and write checks and all that stuff. You also get to learn more of the administrative side of 4-H. Like right now, I'm on leaders board for Washington County, which is kind of like helping making decisions for all of Washington County or whatever. So then we kind of get to learn more of how much of that other work and adults kind of go into 4-H. Sure. What kind of things come out of those meetings in terms of like what decisions do you make and, and stuff like that? We make a bunch of different decisions, to be <laughs> honest with you. Um, it kind of depends on the time of year and the meeting. When it's near fair, we're mainly making decisions on like uh, where is the silent auction going to be? Because we have a silent mm-hmm. auction at our fair. And um, what times are the foods, the 4-H food stand going to run for us? Because we help, um, we have a food stand that we run during the fair to help promote 4-H and to be able to get some money to be able to put into other things like trips. And we also get to do a bunch of different fun things, different committees or whatever that we can kind of get into stuff like new stuff that we haven't thought of that you could even do before in 4-H and then stuff you're interested in. Jen, would you say this has helped Cassie in terms of like growing up and learning some of the life skills? Yeah, I think one of the huge advantages of 4-H besides being able to grow with your child. So if your child starts out being interested in robotics and rocketry, but then has a friend who is in llama project and suddenly they're showing a llama. So there's growth from that perspective of just getting exposure But some of the things Cassie was talking about in terms of leadership skills, being able to speak to judges, just sort of random adults, the leadership, the leaders board specifically, I've seen a huge amount of growth in all of the youth on it because it really is, it's made of eight adults and eight youth and the youth play an equal role. So they definitely are involved in making the decisions and thinking through, well, if we have this much money, where do we want to spend it and how can we grow 4-H and be inclusive to all kids? Yeah, absolutely. Cassie, what are some of your favorite projects that you've done? That's a very tough question. Um, (laughs) I've been in a lot of projects, but I would say I can't really choose just one. Um, (laughs) You don't have to. I would say my favorites are probably archery, basketry, and goat. And goat? Yeah. Um, And and so what are goat's names, by the way? Uh, Doc, Gilbert, and... George. Very nice. Uh, Strong names. Good, strong goat (laughs) names. What has changed since when you started in kindergarten until now? What, how has, how has it changed for you? Well, um, between kindergarten and uh, through second grade, you get to be in Clover Buds, which is basically you don't actually get to be in any projects yet, but you get to do like fun workshops and you still get to show stuff at fair. And then starting in third grade and beyond, you get to start doing projects and showing stuff like actually showing things during those projects at fair. And when I started out in kindergarten through kind of third grade or whatever, I was more interested in the project side of things, but now I'm getting getting more interested in like the administrative and the leadership side of things, which is kind of a completely different side of 4-H. I think that's one of my favorite parts of 4-H is that you can do so many different things and explore so many different things about it. Yeah, it sounds like they're just great skills to have, whether you're going to work with animals or just, you know, do anything in life. Some of those skills are, are invaluable. Jen, what is the time commitment like from a family perspective? 
I think that's one of the things I love about 4-H the most is the basic commitment really is being in a club. And most clubs will have some sort of like, you should attend 70% of the meetings and they meet monthly. Beyond that, it's really up to you. So there's literally kids who are in one project and that's it. And then there's kids who are in lots of projects. And so it's just like anything else in life. You get out of it what you put into it. Mm -hmm. But there's definitely kids who kind of come and go. The 4-H year really runs mostly like January through fair. So that first half of the year and then things kind of slow down for the fall, which is nice because it gives kids kind of an opportunity to sort of do other things. Sure. Yeah, it it can be a lot or it can be a little. It's really up to each family. Um. What about the fees? What is the monetary commitment? So what's one thing that's really nice about 4-H is it's actually an arm of UW Extension. Mm. And so there's budget considerations that are given for that. And then we also do a lot of fundraising. To join 4-H, it's actually there's no fee at all. Mm. Um, And then depending on which club you pick, and most, most people pick a club based on, you know, a day of the week and a time of the month that works for them or, you know, which club has their friends in it kind of thing. And um, like our club doesn't have any fee at all. We call it cans. So once a month, the kids, uh, one family goes and collects aluminum cans, and then we use that money instead of fees. Oh, sure. But usually the club fees are, you know, $15 or less a year. Let's talk about the service uh, project that you guys are doing with the, is it the Washington County Foster Care Closet? Is that the name of it? Cassie, tell us a little bit about that project. So part of the leaders board that we're on, you get to choose different committees that you want to be on. And one of the committees that we're on is the service project committee. So in that committee, each year we get to choose an organization, which is usually a nonprofit that we um, choose to donate something to, whether that's money or supplies or anything else that they might need. This year, we had some friends that work at the service pro- at the foster care project closet, and we were kind of like, "Hey, what if you guys need kind of help or whatever?" So we chose to do use that as our project for this year, our organization. Um, so what we're doing this year is we're collecting bags of toys or games or like simple food, like gum or chapstick or something. And then we're going to make bags out of them, or sometimes they come in pre-made bags or whatever. And then we send them to the um, foster care closet, and then they give them out to the kids um, who are waiting in the wherever they might be before their foster care parents come or whatever. And then they can also have them for, like, they get to keep them. So you get to have them, like, the whole entire time or whatever. One of the things about 4-H that I really appreciate is that diversity and being inclusive is Mm -hmm. a big part of our mission. And so really what we want is for every 4-H youth, regardless of, you know, whatever situation they have at home, is welcome and we're a safe place for them. And so this Washington County foster care closet seems like a perfect meld for us. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, kids will get picked up from school and be, you know, not going back home and they will literally have almost nothing. And so they'll sit at the social worker's office for some time. And the the idea of this is they have kind of a bag of stuff that can keep them busy during that time period. Sure. Yeah. Help reduce some of that uh, stress of being there and things. Right. Exactly. One of the reasons I really like this service project is most of the youth and a lot of youth and adults, I didn't realize what a big demand for foster care families there is in Washington County. We had received sort of a like a presentation from one of the family members who's in a different club, and I learned a lot. And so hopefully it's an opportunity for the youth to really open their eyes to other people's lifestyles and 
sort of situations that may make it really challenging for them. Yeah, certainly. Uh, well, that's a, uh, sounds like a great cause and a, a great project to undertake and kudos to both of you for doing that. That sounds awesome. Cassie, if somebody wanted to join 4-H, what should they do? So there's a bunch of different things that you can do depending on the time of year and depending on what county you're in or what state you're in. For Washington County here in August, we it's, have... It's right? September 14th. Yeah, I Oh, it's September it 14th. I wasn't positive. So mm -hmm. in September then, we have a open house, which basically means that most all of the clubs and then some projects go to like this one meeting place, which is usually, usually our fairgrounds. Mm -hmm. And we set everything up and then we have families come who are interested in 4-H to be able to see all the different clubs and all the different projects, kind of understand how 4-H works and everything. And then otherwise, if you are interested in it, so like say one of my friends was interested in joining 4-H, she could, they could come to one of my meetings, one of the, my club's meetings or a different club's meetings to see how it, how it worked or whatever. And then if they wanted to join, they'd talk to their club leader. Very good. I think 4-H is an awesome organization. It sounds like you're learning a lot and you're picking up a lot of life skills. And it sounds like it's very accessible to families and, and kids of all ages uh, in Washington County. And uh, we appreciate you coming on and telling us a bit about it today. Oh, thanks so much. Yeah. And that open house is on September 14th. And yeah, it'll be at the fairgrounds at, in the evening. Very good. All right, Cassie, thank you. Thank you. Jen, thank you. Thank you. We'll talk soon. That'll do it. Thanks for listening to 15 Minutes with Fuzz. If you ever have an idea for the show, please email me. It's very easy. 15, that's 15 spelled out, 15 with fuzz at gmail.com. 15 with fuzz at gmail.com or visit our new website. It's 15 with fuzz.com. We have new social media channels rolling out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter too. If you like this episode or the show as a whole, please share it and help spread the word. I would really appreciate it. Also, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. It's very easy. Click follow or subscribe, whatever it says in your app. And if they have a little bell there, click that too so you can get notifications, all right? Thanks again. We'll talk to you next Monday on 15 Minutes with Fuzz.